Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about heel neuritis in a situation where a doctor did an alcohol injection with ultrasound and another doctor wanted to know if that was a scam. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. This episode actually comes from a question I got during the live question and answer period at the end of a talk I was giving at the International Foot and Ankle Foundation meeting in Hawaii. This is a medical conference. It's mostly podiatrists, sports medicine doctors, foot and ankle surgeons. They all go to get their continuing medical education credits and to get apprised of the latest techniques in foot and ankle surgery and sports medicine. This was a question from a doctor who asked me something specific about one of the conditions that can often be misdiagnosed as plantar fasciitis, and that's a condition called medial calcaneal neuritis. And it's basically just irritation of a nerve that goes down the inside of the heel from your ankle down toward the heel. And if the nerve gets inflamed and becomes very, very painful, it can often mimic the symptoms of plantar fasciitis. But if you have that condition and you treat it like plantar fasciitis, you are not going to get better. And so this patient had this problem where she thought she had plantar fasciitis, and then she realized, I guess, that she had had the neuritis in the heel, and she saw a doctor uh, in a different state, and the doctor did alcohol injections to the nerve under ultrasound guidance, and that's where the doctor is basically injecting a solution of local anesthetic and alcohol into the nerve with the intent of basically killing off the nerve so it doesn't cause pain anymore. And the doctor was doing it under ultrasound guidance, which means that the doctor is actually using an ultrasound machine to look at the tissue, find the nerve, and inject it, putting the needle right by the the nerve when doing that injection. And the question from the doctor in the audience was basically asking me what my opinion about that procedure was and whether or not I thought it was a scam that the doctor was using ultrasound. If you're wondering why it might be a scam, it's not that alcohol doesn't work. It's not that it can't adequately treat runners that have this neuritis problem in their heel. The issue is that the the charge for ultrasound, the cost is actually significantly higher. And the patient didn't get better and then when moved to another state and then this doctor in the audience was treating that patient. And so that doctor wanted to know whether or not it was kind of a scam that this first doctor was doing it under ultrasound guidance and wanted to know if I did that or not. And so I have the audio recording from my actual answer to that physician at the medical conference that we're going to play for you so you can hear my opinion about that specifically. So let's check it out. Well, my opinion is probably going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, but that's kind of, that happens to me every day. So I'm used to rubbing people the wrong way. I I think that it's a little bit of a scam and it is my opinion and my opinion only. It doesn't mean it's not a scam, but what I believe is this. I think that First of all, when I see somebody with that sort of history, if I, and I do see patients who will say, well, I had alcohol sclerosis injections and it didn't help. My first question is how many? And if they say I had two and it didn't work, well, then you didn't, you didn't really do it. You didn't give it a fair try. So I think that you can't really say it's not working if you don't do at least a minimum of five. Uh, that's my opinion on that part of it. The, the second piece is that when I, they say they had it under ultrasound, maybe they did, and maybe the doctor can see the nerve and knows exactly where to put it. But in most cases, 
I, the way I do it, I go through the skin and I basically slowly probe around until the patient about jumps off the chair. And when I know I hit the nerve, because I can see them suddenly wince in pain, I know I'm in the right spot. And that's where I dump the alcohol. And so sometimes I see uh, people who said that they've had some alcohol sclerosing injections, and they did not help them. And they will tell me because I ask, did it really hurt? And they say, well, it hurt a little bit. Well, a little bit or a lot, because it really hurts a lot if you do it right, is what I think. And so I try to ensure that I am actually hitting the nerve, and that should cause a significant amount of discomfort when you do that. And I think that's more important, at least in my experience, than using ultrasound to rely on imaging to find the nerve. I think it's more important that you use that sort of dramatic pain response to actually find the nerve. But that's that's the way I think about it. Yeah, Doc, I'll also add, you know, which I know will rub some people the wrong way, is that patients ask me about that. And they'll say, well, this other doctor does it under ultrasound. I say, well, I don't. And I tell them exactly what I just said. And they'll say, well, why does the doctor do it? And I say, well, because the doctor gets paid more. And some doctors do it because they are simply relying on it. And I believe that's true. Like if you're doing some very difficult intra-articular injections in the midfoot or something, I think it's necessary. But when I did a a sinus tarsi injection on a guy a couple of days ago, and he told me that the doctor said he would have to do it under ultrasound. And I was like, there is no way that any podiatrist cannot put a needle in the sinus tarsi without using ultrasound. It's the easiest thing to do. And I explained to him, I was like, this is the first thing we let students do when they're in training because it's the easiest possible injection to do. And, you know, and so I think some cases it's driven by what the insurance companies say uh, and, and saying that, you know, the doctor is getting paid more really does. It's about the insurance. It's not about the doctor trying to rip people off or something like that. But I don't take any insurance for those reasons in particular. So uh, that's part of the thing is it's not a driver for me because I don't care. And I tell the patients, you know, like, I don't take your insurance. I do what I do. You have to pay for it. It's as simple as that. If you want to see somebody else who takes your insurance, go do them. And what they do may be different. And sometimes it is driven and restricted by what the insurance companies will allow and the way that we're allowed to bill things. All right. Now, the point here is that you you know, you know can get treatments for lots of different reasons. And one of the discussions that was going on between myself and the director of the International Foot and Ankle Foundation, who uh, has done lots of the research, actually, on alcohol sclerosing injections for neuromas and nerve issues in the foot, we basically have the same opinion, it turns out. And I didn't realize that until he also gave his opinion. But I do not think that it's necessary to do ultrasound for this particular problem, because for one, the nerves and the nerve branches in that area are very, very small, and I don't really know that you can see them very easily on ultrasound. And if you use the technique that I described, it's completely unnecessary anyway. So in my mind, it's a big waste of money. But what the director of the program also mentioned in his comments was that when we do these procedures as physicians, a lot of times if your insurance will only cover a nerve injection under ultrasound guidance, then the doctor is actually obligated to do it under ultrasound. Otherwise, your insurance will definitely not pay for it. And so it's not that it's really a scam in that situation, even though I personally think it might be 
unnecessary just from a technique and ability to perform the procedure perspective. It's the issue where you've got to make sure that your insurance is going to pay for it. And some insurance companies apparently really drive those decisions in effect by saying, if you don't do it under ultrasound, we're not paying for it. But then, of course, the patients, when they have a high deductible, kind of get shocked by the bill when they see that it was not only a charge for evaluation, it was also a charge for the injection and a charge for ultrasound guidance of the injection as well, which can be several hundred dollars. I don't accept insurance for part of that reason. And that's one of the things I mentioned. I said, I don't take insurance. You know, I I do what I think is right for the patient. I don't really care what insurance companies pay for. They don't pay for. I do what I think is best for the patient based on what me and the patient, the runner who wants to run, what we actually decide together based on the risks and benefits of those things, not what the insurance company pays for. They're not always on your team. So I don't include them in that discussion. But hopefully that helps you understand a little bit more about alcohol sclerosing injections, specifically when you think you might have heel pain that uh, seemed like plantar fasciitis and then it might be something else. You've got to make sure you got the right diagnosis. So that's one of the things you really want to think about. And one of the things you might want to check out is uh, something I made for you that explains really the two main reasons runners don't get better when they think they have plantar fasciitis and they're doing all the right stuff, but they're just not getting better. So you can get that at the bottom of the show notes for this particular episode at docontherun.com under the podcast tab. Listen, plantar fasciitis is really, really common, but if you think you have plantar fasciitis and you're not getting better, there are really only a couple of reasons why that could be happening. And I made a free video for you that exposes the two reasons why runners with plantar fasciitis don't get better and what you need to do to get back to running. Now in that video, you're gonna learn the exact same strategies I use with elite athletes during telemedicine visits and what I teach to doctors at medical conferences when I'm teaching them how to help their runners recover faster. Just go to docontherun.com and go to the show notes episode under the podcast tab for this particular episode. Go check it out so you can get back to running as quickly as possible.